0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelly Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. It is great to be back. I did not record enough podcasts while I was away on holidays and then came back to a slew of clients with weird deadlines in February. People, tax times next month. (laughs) But apparently I had to get started a little bit early with a, I don't know, just one of those years. But this isn't what I wanna talk about today. It's just interesting. I hate it when my husband has to look at me in the morning and say, honey, bad day. And I ask myself, at 51 years of age, is that question ever going to not come out of his mouth again in our lifetime? But you know what? It's interesting how the universe can answer. So I had a terrible night's sleep, woke up in the middle of the night, and then was wide awake way too early when I've got way too much on my plate and need to rest because I'm starting to starting to feel a little overwhelmed a little sick and I know my body's going to crash and it just can't crash this weekend I've got two of my favorite things going on this weekend my granddaughter on Saturday and the Vancouver International Wine Brunch on Sunday it is a 21 or 22 year tradition and I have not missed it in all those years it is one of my favorite events and this year the group that has been going for years a lot of us are going like there isn't a lot of um, missing people this year it will be a full table of our friends and laughter and I just can't wait but that being said yes I'm having a bad day or I was so this morning I just asked the universe this is this has got to stop I I need a direction I need to stay true to dir- a direction and then I started praying and I says, Lord you know what it's back to that old Indian saying, you know, what, uh, there's two wolves that live in us and which one is winning the one you feed. Well, you know what, when I wake up in the morning or go to bed at night, or I'm dwelling that my life sucks and my marriage is not what I wish it could be. And my health is not what I wish it could be. All I'm doing is feeding that negative wolf. I am not feeding the positive wolf. So I had to get into prayer this morning at 6:30, saying, Lord, what come on this, I've got to focus on the good things I live. And this became so apparent when my new daughter-in-law to be visited from South Africa, this December, we live in one of the, you know, three or four greatest nations on the planet and a standard of living that other people on the world just do not experience. And this self pity needs to stop. It is amazing how the universe stands up and says, Hey, I can help you with that. So the first thing was I was scrolling in the tub this morning and, uh, I'm probably saying her name wrong, but I heard her speak in an event a year or so ago and I follow her and we're connected on LinkedIn. Teresa Du Grobois, I believe is how you say her name. She's a best-selling author of The Mass Influence. This is what she posted today, a, a quote from Janet Atwood. And this is what got me thinking. When you choose in favor of things other than what is really important to you, you are making those choices because you are holding on to some false belief, false concept, or false idea. And those words could not be truer in my life this past week. And I'm really struggling again with work right now because I'm letting things come back in that are distracting me from what I want to be doing. And again, it's about money and it's just, you know what, when every time that is a driving force, nothing but frustration and unhappiness. I'm sure I'm helping someone, making someone else feel better, but it's not making me feel better. Then I went to my, my, um, Uh, Melody Beattie book today, The uh, sorry, meditation book is the word I'm looking for. I am exhausted, I apologize, and with a week like this where I'm not usually, when I'm working late in the evenings, this is where my fibro really starts to affect my mental clarity. So I kind of struggle for what I want to say, but it needs to be said, and hopefully someone out there needs to hear this. What is today's message after I read Teresa's message? What empowers you? And I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding. And then the next thing I thought as I was getting ready for my day in my bathroom was I need to go in and maybe do a little clearing. Maybe there's just something I'm hanging on to that's just causing these feelings of discontent. (sighs) Is it depression? That's kind of, I just know I'm not sad. I'm just frustrated. I'm just frustrated. I'm not seeing a point. I'm not seeing the joy in my life. Well, there'll be a lot of joy Saturday because the second that little six-year-old walks into my living room, there's nothing but joy in grandma's world. But you need more than that. I need more than that. And a lot of that for me comes with what I'm doing in the world at large, not necessarily how I'm making income and who I'm helping. And when you can't help yourself, you can't help anybody else. So let's, you know, I've always go back to the beginning. I always go back to the core working on myself. So this morning, it was sort of one of those things of, Let's have a moment here. Let's reevaluate because this is going down a path that I don't want to be on. And it is amazing to me how quickly when you practice these things, the turnaround comes. I do not have to be lost in this nonsense for, excuse me, weeks or months on end. It can be a day or two. It can be a couple of hours, but you need to be conscious of it and you need to make a choice. So who empowers you now? One of the things she had to say in her meditation this morning was that most of us need people around us who empower us and make us feel able and on track and balanced and hopeful. And I agree to that to a certain point, but I more agree with what she says on the next page. The reason I say that is that is one of the things that in the past, it's a little bit missing in my marriage right now because my husband's kind of struggling with some things and the fact that he has sort of always been a great uh, layer of support for a person of support for me. But at the same token, he's struggling with some of his own stuff and he's finding that difficult to do for me. And then I start feeling a little lost. Well, you know what? You can't rely on people all the time that you've got to find and be able to do that for yourself. And I've always been incredibly independent and usually am able. But at the same token, after 17 years, I've learned to rely on that support from him. And the big changes in our life right now with the, the house and the downsizing but the upsizing of the flipping yard that's a little overwhelming right now because we're just coming you know out of this bad weather spring's going to be another month away and I look around my yard going oh I'm not sure I'm up to this this year well we'll get it done even if it means we have to hire someone to help out a little bit and on top of that we've had this huge uh, break-in at uh, in December and everything got stolen So that is so frustrating because you know what, my husband is just used to Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings getting up and getting out his blower and his trim. And he just keeps the yard sort of tidy. Well, we look like trailer trash right now. There's just no two ways that our yard is not the most attractive on the street. We don't have the equipment right now. The weather's been crappy. We got this huge snowstorm, which I must say. I had no problem waiting out to our truck at four in the morning to get on a plane 10 days ago to head to Scottsdale, Arizona for a week with great friends. And that whole snow was gone by the time I got home. And it, it was amazing. More snow than we've seen in 72 years in the Lower Mainland. It was something else. And it came in 48 hours. And then there was two more bursts after that. It was just crazy. Missed it all this time. So who empowers us? we need people that are around us and sometimes they don't even use words. They just believe in us. They, they, that belief comes shining through. And I do have friends like that in my life. And I know that if I went to them whining and complaining, the first thing that they would do is say, Hey, that's enough of that nonsense. You are amazing. You are strong. And I'd get the liturgy. Do you know what? There's a lot of comfort knowing that you have those friends in your life. Now, the other thing I just want to go back to is my poor husband this morning, having a bad day. There is a choice that I make at those moments. One choice I do make now is I don't lie. I don't run around with the whole, hey, I'm great when I'm not. But at the same token, I do not fall into a five-minute depressiveness um, of, of everything wrong with my life. I just looked at him and said, honey, yes, but it will pass. And then I state action and I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself and get out of this funk that our lives suck because we live so well and we are so fortunate. We will get through the challenges that we're dealing with right now. Do you see the difference? Because one would have dragged me down for the day and the other is changing direction to say, not going there. I may feel this way, but I'm just not going there and I need to go somewhere else. I need a different direction. I need to keep moving forward, finding my path. And it's funny because the other day I could see in my i in my notifications on my iPad that my coach had got in touch with me. And now I can't find the message. And it's like, crap. So I know that there's someone out there that is taking a bit of responsibility, accountability, not responsibility, and saying, hey, Shell, what's going on? Okay, you know, middle of February here. Things need to be moving forward. Now, the other part of who, who empowers us is... There's three parts to this is a lot of times we have people that we run into that can try to convince us of their power. We all have these people in our life. Unfortunately for a lot of us, some of it's family, but those people are always convinced they, they have our answers that they need, that we need them to be able to see clearly that without them, we won't be able to find our way. Those people don't believe in you. Okay. They only believe in themselves and you need to get aware of that. And it doesn't mean you have to act disrespectful or be rude. You just need to be aware that that's their power trip and they are not assisting you. They have their own insecurities, their own damage, and they are on a path that they have not become aware yet of their own behavior. Don't buy into that, okay? Now, the third part is what you really want to do. And I've been very fortunate in my life for this and I need to do more of it. So Sunday, the wine brunch I was very hurt at first because my husband's first knee jerk reaction, because he's in a, he's in a tough place right now that he's trying to work through some of his stuff. And his first reaction is, oh no, I've got things to do. I can't go. And I, uh, there, I was torn between losing it on him and just being so hurt because we have always loved this event. It is a big thing for us. We love the people we're with. But that's, that's kind of what's going on in his life. He is not in a really happy place in his life right now. So he's not finding joy in a lot of things and that we used to do. He's just not enjoying the things that we used to do. He's kind of let his health go a bit and he's quite exhausted all the time. He'll find his way through this and I'll love him through that. But the knee jerk reaction is I need to travel next week. Therefore I have yard work to do. No, you've had three days after work where you've just gone to the couch and done nothing. It hasn't rained every day this week and you're choosing, because we have our granddaughter on Saturday, that you have things to do on Sunday. No, Sunday should be about us and celebrating why we work so hard and enjoying the friends that that love us. But he's not wanting to enjoy that. It's almost like he finds being around the people that love us and care about is painful for him right now. Because he's making some really um, uh, destructive choices in his life right now. And I, I think that the people around him that care about him, worry about him, um, he finds that uncomfortable. I'm just speculating. That's kind of his thing to, to work through. But all I can do is kind of support that. But at the same token, I'm feeling a little bit left out in the cold. And that can happen in a relationship. You know, when you are being together for almost, we've been together 18 years this year. These are the ups and downs of long-term relationships. Everything is not lovey-dovey and Valentine hearts every day of the of the week. But my card on Valentine's Day still said, you're it for me you are the only one for me that doesn't mean life's perfect it just means that i've chosen and he has chosen to make this life together the good the bad the ugly okay so what you need to do is cultivate relationships with people who make you feel like you can do it who help you and know that you're on track right where you need to be spend time with people you know that can that and that you know that you can trust yourself around now so there's the thing, you, you seek out people that empower you, but you need to learn to empower yourself and those around you. It's always a give and take. And during those times when no one's around, that's when you want to empower yourself because the give and take can be there. You can be there for others. They can be there for you, but sometimes you have to be there for yourself. And right now, that is something I am probably struggling with the most in my life is being there for myself. What about you? Is this something you're dealing with in your life? Or maybe you're dealing with the opposite that you've, you're in, you know, phase two, or you just have people around you, get rid of them. (laughs) And if you can't get rid of those people in your life, because they are people you can't get rid of, whether you work with them or live with them, or you're, you're related to them, um, you need to learn some boundaries and you need to learn what you need and to create some respectful distance that says, Hey, you know what? Those are your issues. And you need to keep them over there and not let them be inflicting and infringing on your state of mind in your life all the time. And do not think, I think this is easy. It's not, but it is something you need to be aware of. It's something you need to have a cognitive thought about. It needs to be conscious, not subconscious. Our conscious mind is so small compared to our unconscious mind. It is unbelievable. And I swear the older I get, the more people I meet, the more I learn, the more I share, the more I truly believe that. But the positive part of that is tapping into your unconscious is very doable and with practice it is very very um what's the word I'm looking for uh rewarding it is incredibly rewarding I have you know this is kind of my journey in the last couple years is this I'm tapping into the unconscious but we're not trained that way so if you're raising children you might want to start this young for them so they're not dealing with issues like we are older in middle age that sort of thing In fact, I've got to kind of make a a little shout out and I'm saying her name wrong. I I believe her name is Alana Bissonnay and she's a lady I met years ago. Absolute stunningly beautiful woman, gracious, graceful, and a health nut. She was raising her son. He was little when I met him and um, I met her. And she just truly believed in, in feeding properly. She didn't care what the rest of the world was doing. She believed in our bodies and our, and our spirits. And she just fed it, all of it, from a place of nurture, period. Well, my flipping goodness, she's got this amazing, he can't be more than 12. He is all over Facebook. Now, he's too young to have his own Facebook page. So all his messages and videos and everything are going on his mom's page. And a lot of posts, uh, Alana, Aliana. Do you know what? I'm sorry, it's been years since I've spoken to her. But all and I haven't seen her on Facebook in years. And then all of a sudden, the last couple months, I am watching her little guy. And I definitely knew it was him. He looks exactly the same, just older. And you might actually look at that him if you saw him on Facebook and say, "Oh, hmm, little tree hugger, little duck squeezer." Yeah, he, yeah. Okay, so he may come across a little granola, but his awareness, his wisdom, his understanding of health and brain power and how things work is, is no, really, it's no less fascinating than Einstein's understanding of the universe. Like it really is quite incredible. And I think I look at that young boy and I think, why can we not just all be like that? But we don't, we buy into this North American attitude of diet and, and success in work ethic that just, it's weird. I think that's what's getting in my life. I look at that now and say, this is so counterproductive, the way we carry on with our lives and our stress and our need to keep up with the Joneses and our health. My girlfriend's listen to this podcast, so I have to be a little careful what I say, but I do have to make a point here because it really, it's about mindset and I'm not going to use my girlfriend's name. If she's listening, she knows who she is and hopefully she will not be hurt by this. I hope she will make a choice because food is such a huge issue in North America. We just, we're not eating food, we're eating products and we're not nurturing our bodies. And everything about our health and lifestyle seems to be for some people just all consuming. Well, my girlfriend has some issues and there's things she cannot eat. And because she's got leaky gut syndrome, she is finding herself allergic to a lot of things right now. It won't last forever as long as she gets healed up and she's doing her best for that. But her body's reacting adversely to a lot of foods that probably shouldn't be bothering her normally. But like I say, when you have leaky gut, in case you don't know what that is, that is a situation where your body gets little teeny uh, pinprick holes in your digestive tract, usually from something you've eaten. Most of the time, the research now showing that it's been caused by the wheat products that we eat in North America. We eat far too many of them, and it's all hybridized wheat that has been... Um, is designed to combat infestation of insects. And those that minute amount of stuff they put in it to make the insects tummies blow up is causing cellular damage for us. So our food is leaking out of our digestive system, undigested, reacts into our blood, goes into our bloodstream, and then we start reacting to it. That is a situation where you have abused your body to its tolerance, it doesn't mean that what you do and what another person does is going to get the same result. Some people's bodies are just far more resistant; other bodies are a little more delicate. Now, being an AB blood type and already having an immune disease like celiac disease, I definitely have a delic- more delicate. <laughs> People wouldn't say that if you met me. I'm a little bit of a bolo in a china shop, but when it comes to my body, I-, I tend to be a little bit more delicate. I have to be very careful about certain things. They do set off my metabolism. They set off reactions in my body. I don't digest them well. I've, you know, at my age and my experience, I've learned to identify them and I just don't eat them. Like I, and I really don't even miss them. Chocolate. Okay. Two or three times a year. I crave it. I have a binge. I get sick. Whatever. My face breaks out. Do you know what? You move on. But it's not part of my daily life. I don't miss bread. Like my girlfriend asked me when we were at her house, she's like, Shelly, she just cut up this beautiful loaf of, uh, of fresh, uh, uh artisan bread. And she goes doesn't that tempt you? And I looked at it and I smelt it. It says it smells amazing. It probably tastes amazing with some grass fed, carry gold Irish butter on it. I'm like, but no, I know what that bread does to my body. I will be so sick. So no, I just, I no. And she just looked at me and goes, Oh, because she still gets tied up in what she can't have. Now, I always am stunned when I'm with these people for a week because they eat more food than even enters my mind in a week. So by the end of it, I am sick of cooking and I am sick of doing dishes to be perfectly honest. And it's not a relaxing, it's a relaxing vacation, but it's not a vacation where you go to an all-inclusive and someone cooks for you. As a woman, I'm there with two other, you know, ladies and our husbands and we're cooking and cleaning every day. And honestly, by the end of it, I'm just like, I'm so done, but That's the deal. That's what this vacation's about. And it's more of a get together of friends. But during the day, you know what? I just, we relax, we read, we do what we want. There's no schedule. It is just wonderful. But the almost obsession with food for me, for me, now remember, this is my perspective, gets a bit overwhelming. But so many people are like this. Some people face every day and go, I have no idea what to cook for dinner. But I love food and I love to cook. So feeding myself and my husband and my granddaughter, that is a thrill for me. But I also, I don't want to cook every single night. I usually make something that there's leftovers. I'm the queen of the leftover. But in this particular vacation, we cook this huge brand new meal every day. And there's like five vegetables. Well, that never happens in my house. So my husband would never eat that unless he's with these people. But they're vegetarians. So vegetables are such a huge part of their, their, their diet. But it's just so funny because she's got some things she cannot eat. And that's what she focuses on. Whereas I looked at her and I says, no. I don't, that gets, does not get my energy. It's not in my scope of reference. I removed it from my scope of reference because I can't. The average person eats three regular fruits every day, every year. Other than special occasions, things that come in season, it does wherever you live, those fruits might be different for you. They'll be local to you probably. But the average American eats apples, bananas, and oranges, like we're really not that creative um i eat half a dozen other things some things i have frozen her diet is a little bit limited right now to berries because of our digestive issues well do you know what if all i ate was berries i'd be happy but what she misses she wants all the other stuff but the average person doesn't have a 25 item list of fruits they are allowed to eat now most people are allowed to eat anything they just don't but this particular friend focuses on what she can't have. She wants all that variety. It doesn't even occur to me to think about all that variety. (laughs) One, it's just too expensive to buy so much of that stuff out of season. I do like to eat certain things organically. And so I just don't eat whatever I want. My body needs two, maybe three servings of fruit a day to stay healthy along with my supplementation. Anything over that is really just sugar. And since I am not a active athlete, like I used to be, I don't need that kind of carbohydrate fuel. I don't miss carbohydrates. I don't eat corn necessarily. I just consider it animal food. Um, It's, I eat it if it's a treat, like it's not part of my day-to-day diet. I love meat. I make sure it's sustainable and I try to be very careful the types of meats and who I, my producers I buy from, grass fed, free range, you know, that sort of thing. Eggs, same thing, uh, and vegetables. I eat the dirty dozen in organic, but I'm not looking for every shade of color of bizarre vegetable in the universe to put on my dinner plate every night. You're probably wondering what my point here is. (laughs) Do you see where the focus is? It's just like this morning with me focusing on the, I'm having a bad day, it'll pass, or do I dwell kind of idea. Do you focus on what you have or what you don't have? And I love my girlfriend to death, but she focuses on what she cannot have and therefore is always feeling denied and frustrated. Now, does she eat like normal people? What we call normal? No. Does she eat fabulously? Yes. Oh my freaking goodness. And she's so lean. She eats enough fat to sink a battleship and yet she's super lean, but that's the thing. She eats good fats and she's got one of those fabulous um, blunders, those fancy ones and um, not blood tech, the other one. And she can take nuts and seeds down to paste, and then she's mixing it with avocados and oils and, and wonderful stuff. And she makes these foods that are just so nutrient-rich. But she feels punished. And I think, really? Because <laughs> I just think that her food is amazing. It is as God and nature intended it. When, when the Jews were in the desert, they were eating the honey and... And the nuts and the dried fruits and the berries. This whole mess that we eat in North America, this is not food. These are, like I say, these are products. Government and corporations drive us to eat food, these things that aren't food. All these bread, our whole life is shelves and shelves of storable bread products. That is not even real bread. It's dwarfism bread and it's all been hybridized. And it's, that's what causes leaky gut, by the way. And meats that aren't really meat and we're our animal husbandry has become uh, a business and these animals are treated like we're growing a stock of celery not like they're being not like they're animals they are not eating their natural diet their meat and their fats are in their body that that we're eating aren't containing the amino acids and omegas that they're supposed to because we're eating them monsanto soy and corn we have screwed with the food plan so badly on this planet it's not even funny and i know there's all those people out there that are all about no gmos we don't feed the population well do you know what i don't believe that that's that's how it works i don't believe that you alter what's right to solve something that you think is wrong you need to get back to the source and then let nature take its course whatever that may be maybe we only get to eat red meat once a week body doesn't need it more than two or three times anyways people and um and we eat far too much of it did you know Just just a side i'm having a segue. i know i'm having a segue. did you know that a mcdonald's hamburger in, in america costs seven dollars to produce and you only pay 398 for it i think about that every time you go through a fast food joint your tax dollars make sure that's a four dollar hamburger it doesn't cost four dollars to produce it so definitely remember that the next time that you are shopping think about, you know, what you're doing, and where your food's coming from. That's a whole nother podcast. I love to rant and rave about about food. But this particular one today, we just want to talk about what we focus on. So I have a girlfriend that focuses on what she can't eat. Although she eats, she has the ability to eat amazing, wonderful foods. And honestly, the sad part about all of that is it's psychological. Because if she was super healthy and not dealing with issues, she would probably eat those foods anyways. But subconsciously, she's managed to convince yourself that she's being denied, you want to choose to be a vegetarian, then there's no denying yourself. You know, there's no denying and not having meat. You've made the choice. Not saying that's one of her issues. I'm just saying, just like myself, I'm a celiac. There's no point in me sitting around thinking I'm being denied bread. My body has made a very clear decision that that item will make me sick. It's no different than chocolate. It's caffeine, by the way, that I'm, I have an issue with. So it's Coke's and I, I just don't, there's no caffeine in my diet. I have to be careful. It's not my supplements, things like that. My body says, eh, I don't, I love the taste of Thai and spicy food. My body revolts at it. You know what? I can't control that. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life trying to figure out if there's a way to get around me eating spicy food. I just don't eat it. Maybe there's a few things I'm missing out on, but the world is full of other amazing foods. So I don't focus on that. So let's get back to focusing on what we want in our lives, what we have in our lives and what we're grateful for. Because if you're not doing that, you are feeding the wrong wolf. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. It is great to be back. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.